NL West, SD across the chest, youth movement, really dope X prospects, Big Willie, leader of the young pups, they hating on us, watch the youth them jump up, we ain't care, we ain't scared of nobody, the outfield, mad skills, lottie dottie, Austin Hedges throwing out everybody, we at the ballpark, every game's a party, ignorance is bliss, so we never trip, if the pitching's up the pod, and watch out for the kids, EVT is out here broadcasting, EVT is out here podcasting. Question and answer, James and Patrick, ask them. Question and answer, James and Patrick, ask them. Padres EVT Podcast. Padres EVT Podcast. Greetings and welcome to the East Village Times Podcast. I'm your host, James Clark, and with me as usual is Patrick Brewer. What's going on, Patrick? How are you doing today? I'm doing good, James. How are you doing? Not doing too bad. Uh, Padres are off today. Uh, episode 40 here, and uh, I thought you and I would just uh, talk a little bit about this, the status of the team and, uh, you know, do our usual uh, spiel about the, the Padres. Yeah, so they won, what, five straight? Um, now they've lost two straight. Is, is the tank back? <laughs> yeah, hey, seriously, it's it's going to be that way the whole year, I think. Uh, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah, it's nice to see them play well, but I mean, this is who they are. They're not they're not going to keep winning 5 games, 6 games, 7 games in a row. I mean, this is they're playing real teams. And the fact they beat the Nationals once, the Cubs three times, the Rockies once, that's, that's three good teams. Um so yeah, I expected them to f- to fall apart a little bit and we saw that on Saturday. Uh Sunday was more competitive obviously. But but yeah, I think this is where where they're going to be and and we can't really expect I don't know if we're going to expect another five-game win streak here the rest of the year, but who knows? Yeah, you you, you never know. I mean, we just need the the Phillies to start playing better baseball at this point. <laughs> their 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 tank game is a little stronger than the the Padres uh, right now. I mean, and surprisingly so. But it's baseball. It's still a third of the way uh, into the season, so there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of games to be played. Uh, I'm sure the Padre roster will be tweaked and changed here and there so what you see now on the field won't necessarily be what you see come august and september um let's talk a little bit about jared kosar who might be a victim of uh, august and september cuts uh as far as playing time uh the right-handed pitcher just at times can look really serviceable on the mound but other times he can just just look like he doesn't even belong on in a major league uniform so let's talk about what what's his future? Is he going to be able to iron things out and and become a, a solid uh, contributor in the major league staff? Yeah, I really I really appreciate the use of the word serviceable because that's really <laughs> all you can hope for at this point with Cozart. I mean, I, I don't really know how to judge the guy anymore. Um, I wrote a piece prior to the season started saying that he's probably a guy that should fit in the bullpen, and I just don't think he can be a starter. And I think he's shown in recent games that he can't be a starter. I mean, he's got those flashes of brilliance where he he commands the ball. And he he knows what he's doing out there, but there's just too many walks. I mean, his walk rate's at 17% right now, and you can't get by walking four or five guys every game, especially when he's not getting out of the fourth or fifth inning. So, um, long term, I think he could be a decent bullpen piece if he can cut those walks down. But at this point, I'm not really counting on anything in terms of him as a starter. I think he's just kind of a body to fill that spot while we wait for Cahill or Weaver to come back. Um, so yeah, I don't really know what to what to think of him at this point. It's just it's kind of frustrating to watch him pitch because he can be so good at times, but obviously he's so inconsistent that it just it's maddening. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the life of, of a major league pitcher. I mean, they can at times look dominant and at times just 
uh, just get drilled. Uh, it, you know, it seems like Denilson Lamette's kind of leapfrogged him as far as uh, seniority, or not, not necessarily seniority, but as far as uh, effectiveness on uh, possibility of, you know, remaining in the staff. Uh, do you think Lamette's going to be able to stick in the staff? I mean, uh, you know, I, I know before he called up, both you and I were um, a little skeptical on, on whether he would be able to perform at the major league level. He's certainly proven us wrong thus far it's it's obviously early and and uh anything can happen but what do you think uh Lamette's future is going to be yeah I, I to an extent i stand by uh being skeptical of Lamette because i wasn't really sure how much of his um potential he can unlock so quickly but yeah he's definitely surprised me and i i really can't see a, a scenario where jared weaver comes back and they honestly look at Lamette and say weaver should be here instead of him and i think padre fans may riot if that happens so uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't see a scenario where Lamette does not stick in the rotation unless he starts throwing up some stinkers. But I mean, he's been so effective in his first two starts. I mean, he's only going five innings in each start, but you, you can't argue with the results. I mean, strikeouts no. are there. He's limiting hits. He's he's making guys look silly with the slider. The changeup's working, which was yeah. the biggest concern was the command and that changeup. And he's he's shown good command of his pitches. Um, walk rate's not too high. Um, getting batters out, especially left-handers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't see a scenario where he doesn't stay in the rotation. And um, I think he's going to develop well this year, and he's got, he's, got a, he's got some potential there. Yeah, no, he definitely does. He, he does not lack confidence, that's for sure, from what uh, every indication that I've heard from people who have uh, talked to him and had the pleasure of interviewing him, that he's a confident young man. He's, uh, he, he loves his stuff. He loves uh, getting batters out. And it's going to take a couple stinkers, like you say, for him to be removed from the rotation at this point. And... and more power to him if he's able to stick in the, in the major leagues and be productive for the rest of the year then that's just another feather in the cap of the of the Padres minor league system at this point which is uh producing which is a it's a great thing i mean it's it's been a while since the system's produced fruit that uh and it is a it, it's 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 exciting it really is yeah he's the only guy in the rotation currently that i honestly try to go out of my way to watch him pitch i mean with the rest of the guys it's like uh, if I miss their start, not a big deal. Like Clayton Richard, whatever. Um, Brand, uh, bleh, Julius Chassin, whatever. Jared Cosart, mm-hmm. meh. I mean, Lu- Luis Perdomo to an extent is a guy worth watching. I mean, mm-hmm. although he could have a clunker here and a good start there. But yeah, I, I think that Lamette's really one to watch, and it's exciting to watch him pitch. I know it's only been two starts, and it's obviously a small sample, but I'm looking forward to seeing more of him going forward, and I hope that I hope he sticks around. And uh, yeah. I consider myself proven wrong, at least so yeah. far. For sure, you know it's the uncertainty of a young player like that that kind of intrigues people and makes people debate and, and wonder about their future. Um, which leads me to Trey Turner, who just does not want to go away in San Diego Padre lore. Um, <laughs> recent uh, debates have come up again about the Trey Turner Will Myers trade. Um, I personally am tired of hearing about it, just because it's. It's one of those things that's just it's going to take time to really tell who won the deal. Um, obviously, Trey Turner had a monster year last year, uh, was runner-up to Rookie of the Year, would have probably won it if it wasn't for uh, Corey Seager. But, you, you know, it, give me some thoughts on, on, on the Turner-Myers um, debate and, and the fact that it just kind of will not go away. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of sick of having the conversation too. I mean, <laughs> when the trade first happened, uh, I was happy to have Will Myers in town. Um, obviously, Trey Turner had a lot of potential there, but you, you got to go. You kind of got to just go with what the team's doing. And I mean, Myers is a good talent, and 
Um, at this point, I think it's it's hard to say who won the trade, but it's it's kind of also hard to say that the Padres did well in the trade. I mean, if you look yeah. at Trey Turner and the potential there and, and kind of his value currently, and you look at Will Myers and his value, and it's, it's kind of hard to compare the two, obviously, but... Uh, I can't say it's a clear win for the Padres. I can't say that just because Will Myers is a good player doesn't mean that's necessarily a good trade, which is Definitely. obviously that was a hot uh, topic uh, on the Padres' Twitter sphere today. Uh, there was a lot of conversation back and forth with uh, a bunch of different people. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm glad to have Will Myers, sure. But the price was a big price to pay, and I think Trey Turner is – going to be a heck of a player and it remains to be seen which of those two is going to be a better player but mm-hmm. if you add in Joe Ross it was definitely a, a price to pay and um, definitely the Padres may or may not regret that later on I mean so far it's been pretty decent I mean Myers has had his injury concerns but um, when he's performing he's performing so it remains to be seen but I think it's definitely a hot topic and a, a conversation that keeps coming back yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of factors to that trade. Everyone wants to analyze and say, you know, Myers, Myers, Turner, Myers, Turner. That's what it's all about. But there are other factors in the deal. Um, one that people don't talk about is Jake Bowers uh, for Tampa Bay, which is a young first baseman who's really coming on strong, which is another negative towards the Padres as far as uh, the aspect of the trade. But then you got to look at the fact that the Padres were able to wrestle away Ryan Hannigan from the the Rays and, and flip him in, in turn for Middlebrooks and save three and a half million. I mean, there's a lot of different factors involved in this trade that make it what it was. Uh, obviously, Turner and Myers are going to be the deciding components that everyone's going to compare. But, you know, again, it only time will tell. Uh, it's hard to compare the two. It's, it's apples and oranges. You're talking about a bleed-off type shortstop compared to, a, I guess, now a power-hitting first baseman. You know, it, it, it's just one of the things I'm just tired of, of talking about. I mean, there's there's trades that are beneficial for both teams. I, I don't think that this is anything that, that necessarily killed the Padres one way or the other. Yeah, I don't think you can sit here and say that this was an awful trade. Uh, I'm not going to say it was a good trade necessarily, yeah. but there's so many moving parts to that deal, and, and most of these trades don't really play out for... 10 years in the future, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also got to consider the Potters got Jose Castillo in that trade exactly. as well. Exactly. Uh, he's been performing pretty well, and I'm pretty sure that Gerardo Reyes was a part of that trade as well. Um, he's pitching in Lake Elsinore currently. Yes. Uh, I think See, he's, the... he's got, a, I think, a sub-2 ERA so far. Yeah, 1.86 ERA. Struck out 27 batters in 29 innings. So he's yep. been pretty solid as well. So you got to think of what those two guys are going to end up being down the line. Um, I, exactly. I think we can all agree that, that the Nationals really came out of the trade well. I think the Rays got <laughs> Rays kind of got the shaft with them giving up both Ross and Turner for uh, Souza. I mean, Souza's yeah. had a little bit better year this year, but that's still a tough trade to make. So <laughs> I think yeah, they're, they're the ones that really are uh, maybe losers, at least to this point. So Definitely. I mean, Turner's having a little bit of a down year to start the year. Uh, you know, is 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 on-base percentage, his batting average is a little lower, his, his OPS is down, but, you know, it's only a third of the year, he's 22, you know, you can't deem him a, a future Hall of Famer, nor can you deem him a, a bust at this point. Uh, same thing can be said for Myers at this point, at his age, I mean, he still has a lot of ability, and, and at this point, I think Myers was just the right fit for the team, and let's just move forward, and uh, let's end the Myers-Turner talk, because there's just... 
there's never going to be a right answer uh, until maybe 2030, 2035 maybe. Yeah, I'd give it at least 10 years. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty so we, of time to see who wins that trade. Um, but but speaking of Myers, I want to kind of kind of zone in on him here. Um, I'm having trouble with kind of how Padre fans are treating him at this point. I think he's become almost like the golden boy, and he, he's almost free from criticism. Like anytime anyone says a bad word about Will Myers, it's always – so many people come into his defense, and I think it's <laughs> for me it's it's unfair to say a player is free from criticism. I mean, I don't care how good you are if you're not Mike Trout. Um, I think I think you're 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 free. You should be you should be experiencing at least some criticism if you're not playing well. Then I think yeah, as fans, it's within our right to to criticize and to to question what's going on. I think with Myers, um, I've I've kind of tweeted a little bit about how he's not performed in in May. I mean, he slashed 214, 310, 378. Uh WRC plus was 85. His woba was under 300. So his May was was really bad for all intents and purposes, but I I feel like we're at the point where any bad word about Will Myers is like a bad word against the team and it, it seems like he people are trying to shield him from any criticism and at, at this point mm-hmm. I'm going to be flat out honest, he hasn't been good this year. I mean, Sure, he had a big April, and, and that was great at the plate, but his defense has been so poor that he's provided almost no value, really. I mean, like we we talked about before the show, he's at .3 F war, which if you pace that out to a full season, that's under a war, under a win for a player who's supposed to be the face of the franchise. So it's it's getting hard at this point to look at him and say, this guy should be free from criticism. This guy is is the the face of the franchise. This guy is perfect in every way because he's not. I mean, he's obviously a flawed ball player in some ways, and I'm not saying he's not a good ball player. But if he's a perennial 115, 120 WRC plus hitter, that's not a face of the franchise. That's not someone to build around. I mean, 2014 he was at 115, or sorry, 2015 he was at 115. 2016 he was at 115. Right now he's at 111. So. How long do you give this guy before you start to question this kind of thing? And I, I've heard some fans be like, "Well, he's gonna he's gonna heat up in June. He did last year." And it's like, <laughs> "Well, what if he doesn't?" And do you really want to count on a player who is so hot and cold? I mean, last year Myers put up a pr- pretty good April. Um, he was quiet in May. Obviously, put up a huge June, two hundred nine WRC plus. Then he was quiet in July. He was even worse in August. And then September, October, he picked it up a little bit. But if you look at his first half, he was 134 WRC plus, and his second half, he was 91. So, what kind of player are you getting here? And can you really count on a guy like that as this face of the franchise if he's so up and down and hot and cold? And I'm not trying to just sit here and bash on Will Myers, but I feel like he shouldn't be free from this kind of criticism in any way. No, you're definitely valid in your points of criticism because. His defense has really looked bad this year. I mean, I, I, I the amount of misplays that he's made this year, I equal the amount of misplays that I saw all of last year. I mean, he just doesn't look comfortable at right now at first base, and it's it's a little concerning. Um, I, the bat is another thing that's troubling, uh, but at this point. I question whether he's trying to do too much because of all the youth around him and all the uncertainty and all the fa- fact that Andy Green's kind of rotating him around. So I, I'm I, I'm a little less 
concerned about his offense as I am his defense. And I'd love to ask you if you think that a move back to the outfield will be in his cards in the future, if, if, if he continues to struggle at uh, first base, if you think that the Padres will consider moving him to left field. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm willing to cut him some slack on defense because he's still really learning the position. I know he was, mm-hmm. he was decent there last year. He wasn't anything special. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard some people say he was a gold glove caliber first baseman, which I tend to disagree with. Um, at, at times last year he played yeah, at, at but, that level at that level on, on a whole I wouldn't say that was where he was no, at no, but yeah. with that being said I think it's it's fair to cut him some slack because he's still learning first base but it's just so weird he's taking such a significant step back from, from one year to the next and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of unsure what happened there that there was such a black and white difference in just one year and as for if he's if he moved to the, to the outfield I'm not sure um I'm not sure that really solved the problem. I mean, when he was in the outfield, he wasn't really a sterling defender either. And I guess you could say first base is probably the easiest position on the diamond. I mean, there's obviously some things in there with regards to positioning. And you have to catch catch throws from the infield, pick balls out of the dirt. Um, there's obviously more involved with the pitcher. But with that being said, I, I'm not sure that's that moving in the outfield is really a, a, something that's going to happen. I mean... Obviously, the outfield's stacked, and that, that's not going to stop them from moving someone if they have to move someone. But I think first base is going to be his home, and if he does not pick up the defense, then it's going to be hard to see him being a face of the franchise and a, and a valuable player. I mean, if you look at the numbers, he's pretty much been the third-worst fielder um, by Uziar. 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 <laughs> Uziar. Um, he's been the third worst fielder in all of baseball at first base, and that's not going to cut it. I mean, that's, he's, no. he's not providing value out there, and especially when he's having some slumps at the plate. You, you'd hope for some defense and some base running, but he hasn't provided that. Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know where not... you go from here, but I'm willing to give him the rest of the season. I know he's he's only in his – this is really only his second full season at this point because he's been hurt so much. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to give him time to, to work it out, but – you just got to you got to get to a point where like how long do we have to wait before we're allowed to be concerned before I'm allowed to say that maybe Will Myers isn't who we think he is? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna get a lot of crap some, for this, aren't I? No, you, you bring up some valid points, and I, I want people to realize that we're not trying to bash Will Myers. We're not. I mean, we are being critical of him. Uh, obviously, I'm sure he expects a bit more of himself and, and better performances at the plate, and, and so do the Padres. There's so many factors in determining where you know where he is offensively and, and where he is defensively and there's definitely room for improvement it's a third of the way through the season i mean he can obviously pick it up on both uh, offense and defense and this whole conversation will just be a thing of the past and it, it's uh, you know you you bring up a great point that he isn't above criticism or he shouldn't be i understand the fact that he is the face of the franchise and a lot of fans are, are excited to have someone that they can rally around and actually buy a jersey from and not be afraid that he's going to be traded because that's that's just been a common theme here for 10 years. I, I, don't, I have a closet full of, of lactose and, and uh, Gonzalez, and, 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 you know, it's it's nice to have that stability in a sense for this team that's lacked it for so long. But at the same time, you want stability and you want to build around someone who's going to be beneficial for the team and he obviously has the right attitude he's the right kind of player he hustles he puts in a great effort and that's what you want to see in in a future Padres team but is he going to be that superstar to carry the team in the middle of the order 
that remains to be seen. I mean, he's we've seen it in, in flashes, and you know he's still very young. And you know, I have confidence in him. And it's at this point, it's just a, about him growing as as a player. Yeah, I just I want to say that I'm I, I'm not against Will Myers. I'm confident that he can be a good player. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure he has the ceiling that some people think he has, and I'm not sure if he's the kind of guy that's gonna be the best hitter on a championship team. So that's not a bad yeah. thing. I mean, that's that's a high no. expectation to to wear. So. That's not exactly. a bad thing if he can't fit that mold, but I, I just think we need to be realistic with ourselves about what he may or may not be in the future and, and not put him on this pedestal where he's free from any criticism or doubt. For sure. You know, in three, four years down the road, if Myers is still on the team and he's hitting the way he is now and he's the third or fourth best hitter on the Padres team, that's then perfect. that's a fantastic thing. Yes, that's a great thing. That's a that's the type of thing that is, is brilliant for this team and, and the future. And, and I'd like to think that that's what they're building towards. And, you know, only time will tell. Um, and, and we'll just have to kind of wait for that. But, uh, you know, lead us into a little bit of, you know, you mentioned his war. Lead us a little bit more into the stat segment uh, of the show. Talk to us a little bit more about, um, I know you and I discussed uh, Austin Hedges um, leading the team offensively in war right now. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about uh, the war stat and um, how things have kind of progressed for the team so far in a, th- a third of the way through the season. Yeah, speaking of speaking of buying jerseys, I think I'm going to pick me up a Hedges jersey when I have the money. Cause, uh, yeah, that's that's a good safe buy right there, too. Hashtag swoon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see the Potters, like, have picked that up now? Yeah, they did. Like, they're tweeting out swoon. And I, I feel like like they just took our baby and they just yeah. they stole it. But I'm good with it. I like it. I mean, I think Hedges can wear that. That can be yeah. a thing. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I, I was kind of – checking on my leaderboards and I'm kind of shocked to see Austin Hedges at the top of the war leaderboard I mean he's at 0.5 which uh, let's not get into how that's not good uh, Margot's yeah. at 0.4 <laughs> Myers at 0.3 I mean freaking Franchi Cordero is at 0.3 and he's played 8 <laughs> games 8 games He's at, and then he's at 0.3 you say? 8 games and he's at 0.3 and My- Myers is at what now? 0.3 yeah, this is what I'm talking about, people. And you can, the advanced metrics are, are and something. And you can say, that... "Oh, war, stupid, whatever." <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I'm over that argument. But God, that is obscene. <laughs> also, Cordero's—he's a defensive monster. Point five uh, is is his def score. Wow. That's uh, that's just Fangraphs defensive rating. They take into account like zone rating and throw and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So he's he's on pace for for a heck of a season defensively. I mean, he's. Yeah, arguably with how many games he's played, he's actually better than Margot. So that's kind wow. of wild. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that Hedges is leading the team with it with a two fourteen batting average and a two sixty five on base percentage. But the power's there. He's got a two thirty two ISO, eighty seven WRC plus. So he's, he's he's just below league average, and his defense has been mm-hmm. outstanding. He's, uh, I think by stat corner, I haven't checked it recently, but in terms of in terms of like. Uh, catching like framing and all that good stuff uh, mm-hmm. i think he really only trails um i hate to say this but i think he trails yasmani grandal actually no he just passed yasmani grandal he trails tyler flowers who is a monster Uh-oh. so um stat corner tracks raa which is runs above average so it's kind of like it's a little bit like war but for just catching so it takes into account mm-hmm. plus calls um calls they're getting on balls so strike calls on balls um yeah, so Hedges has 72-plus calls this year. So those are pitches that are balls by all standards. I mean, the strike zone standards. 
but they're called strikes because of framing. So, obviously, for those who don't know framing, the catcher's basically just fooling the umpire into calling a pitcher strike when it's not. So, yeah, so Hedges has been great defensively. Um, he's hitting home runs, 11 dingers. Um, he's on pace for probably about 25, 30 dingers, which would be great. If he can hit 30 home runs and play great defense, I don't give a damn if he hits 200. That's yeah. fine with me. Yeah. Um, getting off Hedges a little bit, uh, I want to talk a little Brad Hand. Um, there's, there's no actual – we're not really talking about any specific stat here. I kind of just want to bounce around, talk about a few fun things. Um, Brad Hand has thrown 223 sliders this year. 223 sliders. He's given up three hits. Wow. His batting average against sliders is .053. <laughs> His slugging percentage, .053. He's gotten wow. given up three singles on sliders. Um, he's gotten 51 whiffs and 57 at-bats. So just about every at-bat when he throws a slider, he's getting mm-hmm. at least one, one swing and miss. Just let wow. that sink in. That's that's insane. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, literally the batters know a slider is coming and they still can't hit it. I mean, at you, this point, they, they have to know with two strikes a slider is coming and, and they still can't even make contact. Can you smell the trade value? Because I can smell the trade value. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If he was in a, a East Coast team or a, a high market team, he, he would they would be talking about him already. And at this point, it's, it's sad that uh, we kind of got to just wait for his value to – people to kind of realize who he is and the numbers that he's put up. And it's not just this year as well. I mean, he had a damn well impressive year last year as well. Yeah, I mean, he's just been insane. Um, I don't know what else to say about the guy. He's got .8 war, which is more than any hitter on the team and more than just about every pitcher outside of Cahill and Richard. So wow. he's on pace for about at least two and a half win season as a pitcher, which is is pretty insane. I mean, he may or may not be on pace for about a hundred innings, so that might need to come down a little bit. And if he gets traded, who knows um, how his new team uses him in that in that role? But mm-hmm. at this point, he's just been ridiculous. He's got a one sixty nine ERA. I'm not a big fan of ERA, but yeah, any way I can slice it, he's got forty two strikeouts in thirty two innings. Definitely. Um, he's just he's been amazing, and I'm Definitely. honestly going to be sad to see him go. But I hope he, I hope he goes out with quite a bit of trade value. Um, I can smell the trade value. Can you smell yeah, the trade no. value, James? Oh yeah, the trade value is there, and he, it's sad to see a player like that go because he has value and and he's performing. But again, it's about the future, and this team's not going to compete this year. They're not going to compete in 2018. It's about getting prospects and and just getting dozens of them and just surrounding yourselves with them and. and hoping that one or two of them can just be that, that player to help uh, guide this into a, a relevant franchise once again. And, and, you know, we'll be patient, but uh, things are happening. Uh, Brandon Maurer is another one who's really come on recently. I know that uh, the coaching staff has, has uh, tweaked a little bit with his delivery. I, I talked to Doug Bachler a little bit about it. He's kind of – he's gained some velocity it's it's pretty remarkable to see him hitting 98 99 consistently when he really wasn't prior to this year yeah his era is down below six now at 525 uh his fip Mm -hmm. is still it's amazing he's got like a three run difference between era and fip which is pretty unheard of but it's mainly because almost all of his runs given up have been on home runs so Mm -hmm. if he stripped those out that kind of takes away a good chunk of that um yeah he's been really good lately i think i think he's almost benefited from being in a flip-flop role with hand in terms of he's not always going to be the closer. He doesn't always have that pressure. I think it's, it's loosened him up a little bit. I think he's, mm-hmm. he's pitching better because of it and he might be pitching himself into being a trade target as well for, for another team. 
Yeah, no, the, the Padres definitely have some relief uh, options for player for uh, potential teams that are definitely in need. I mean, you look at the Washington Nationals right now; their bullpen's a mess, and they're going to have to address that issue at, at some point. Yeah, um, there's there's quite a few teams that Brad Hand would be, um, I guess, perfect for in a way. A lot of teams yeah. that, that need relief pitching, and he's a guy that that can operate in so many different roles. I mean, he's proven himself as a closer. He's proven himself in the eighth inning. He's proven himself as a two or three inning guy, a la Andrew Miller. I hate to drop that comp, but um, yeah, yeah he's, I was waiting for that. <laughs> he's proven it in so many ways, and I think at this point, um, I think he's got to be traded unless they don't get the price they want, which it should be a hefty price. But uh, yeah, and, and crazy. This, so at this point, he's he's under control for another couple of years. There's no need to necessarily deal him if the, if the Padres think that his his value is going to stay the same and he's going to keep producing, which is highly likely. Then I don't see them moving him unless they do get a a, a decent return and. and he might be one of those that goes down to July 31st at the deadline where teams are just at the last second kind of in a standoff with with A.J. Perla and the Padres, and then, then they just have to throw in that extra prospect. And, you know, it's a good thing to have leverage like that uh, in in trade situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a good spot to be in and have that have that kind of leverage on the on the guy you're trying to trade with. So it should, exactly. should make for a good time. Exactly. It's good. It's a good time to be a Padre fan. There's plenty of young prospects. You know, let's let's delve uh, into Frenchy Cordero a little bit. I know we talked about his uh, his WAR rating already, which is remarkable. Um, defensively, he, he's just been so impressive. I mean, for a guy who was not naturally uh, an outfielder, let alone a center fielder, the jumps he gets on the ball, the angles that he takes, it, it's pretty impressive. I mean, he's got those long, lanky strides, and he looks like he's going to be a, a nice complement to. Uh, to Manuel Margot long term, I mean, sorry, Travis Jankowski fans out there, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, at this point, um, he's earned himself some playing time, and it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be interesting to figure out how they're gonna work this out once once Margot's back and Jankowski's back and Dickerson's back because they're gonna have five outfielders uh, with only three mm-hmm. spots to play them, so they're gonna have to be cycling guys in and out, or someone's gonna have to be going down to the minors, so. Yeah, Cordero's been good in the field, and I think it really shows that shifting him from shortstop to center field was obviously the right move. And if he can play that kind of defense in left field next to Margot, I think that's a pretty good one-two punch there. Although, then at that point, you're going to be like, what do you have to do with Dickerson and uh, Jankowski? And then as for Renfro, he's been kind of shaky out there. Um, is the DH coming to the National League soon? Or? That would be nice. <laughs> that would uh, be nice. Got a couple years probably for that one. But, uh, yeah, Cordero's been good. He's been impressive. And I'm even more impressed than him at the plate. I mean, I know it's only 27 yeah. plate appearances, but he's slashing 320, 370, 440, uh, 120 mm-hmm. WRC+. Plus. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's walking a little bit. He's striking out a bit. I mean, he's stri- striking about half the time. So the, the swing and miss is there. But yeah, if he can get yeah. on base and, and put the ball in play a little bit, I, I think he could be a, a pretty decent player. And it's amazing the Padres just keep finding these outfielders. It's yeah. like it's like their team is all outfielders and second basemen. Seriously, like if you could just is. have five outfielders and four second basemen, I think they'd be set. But yeah, yeah, last, definitely. That's not, not so. Nope. But speaking of another outfielder, Michael Geddes is just tearing it up in Lake Elsinore. He had that was a, a really just... solid segue. Thank you, thank you. I've been I've been working on it. I've been to I, announcer I t- school. I can tell. I think you're you're doing that in your free time, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael Geddes has just been tearing. I mean, he had a, a road trip uh, this past week in uh, in San Jose, and I, I think it was Visalia, I believe. I, I mean, was it four home runs in 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 
in two days. Yeah, a couple for, of, couple of doubles the game before. Yeah, he had three Taking, hits. Three hits Friday, all home runs. Yeah. Three hits Saturday, one home run. Uh, three hits Sunday. I think one was a double. So yeah, he's he's been tearing it up. Um, obviously, we spoke too soon because I think tonight he was he was over two last time I checked with two strikeouts. But I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. I'll take anything I can get with Gettys. He's he's a five tool player potentially, and if he can um, if he can put any sort of offensive uh, any sort of batting together, if he can hit like it's kind of like Austin Hedges. Honestly, the defense is there. He's got a cannon for an arm. He can run like heck. Um, he's got a lot of power. If he can just hit like 250, he's gonna be a great player. And mm-hmm. I, I, I checked; he, he walked in his third at bat, so that, that's good. Um, well, that's a promising. That's a promising. Uh, the walks are what, what we'd like to see from him a, a yeah, little he, bit more. He's just improved so much lately that it's it's just mm-hmm. it's really good to see. And and I'm hoping he can put it together. He's, I mean, he's he's probably my favorite prospect. I've been watching him for a few years now, really closely, and he's a guy that I'm really rooting for, and and I hope the best for him. I mean, he's a guy that has so much raw talent that it's insane. He's really a five-tool possible player, and he just needs to put some offense together, and I think he can at least reach some of that potential. Yeah. No, he's one of those prospects that you definitely need to keep an eye on, and you definitely need to head up to Lake Elsinore because there's a chance that he won't be there come uh, July or August. Uh, there's there's highly uh, It's highly likely that he moves up to San Antonio at this point if he keeps progressing. Um, there's players in Fort Wayne who uh, mainly uh, Jorge Ona who could uh, move up to, to Lake Osana. I, I obviously don't want to speculate. It's it's uh, early, but if you want to see Michael Gettys play firsthand in, in the minor league experience, then I definitely um, go see him right away for sure. Yeah, he, he might not be there for long if he keeps it up. Um, that remains no. to be seen. He's already had a full year under his belt at Lake Elsinore, so he really doesn't have much else to prove there if he continues to hit like this. So, yeah, get up there and see him uh, ASAP. And a couple yeah. other pitchers there, Lucchese and Lauer, even Quantrill may not be there for much longer either. So definitely a lot no. to see up there, and I think as Padre fans, you should all be getting up there as soon as you can. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a good time. I mean, we keep saying it's a great time for to be a minor league, uh, a fan of the Padres, and especially the minor league system. I mean, it's just flourishing right now. Uh, let's get into some rapid-fire questions, Patrick, before we – Head out of here on our on our podcast. We got a little bit of an announcement to make towards the end, but let's uh, let's hit some rapid fire questions. Um, first one I have for you is in regards to Carlos Aswahe, who got a little bit of a taste of the the big leagues uh, last season and was also called up um, last week. Well, I guess it was two weeks ago uh, in the road trip to New York and got a, a little bit of a showcase uh, with the Padres. Uh, what is his future? I know we've already discussed the Padres being just having so many second basemen. So what is the future of this young man who uh, who comes as, as a pretty highly touted prospect? Um, I think he's going to be a great utility player on a good team. Um, I don't see his ceiling as an everyday player. Well, I guess I, I should say I guess his ceiling could be everyday player, but I don't see his floor um, as an everyday player. I think his floor is more of a, a utility player. A guy, I don't want to say Alexi Amarista, but Alexi Amarista? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not he's not quite as versatile as Amarista, and he's got a better bat than Amarista, but he's a guy that can play a few positions. Um, he's a pretty good base runner. He plays good enough defense. Um, I'm not sure if there's a place for him in the big leagues right now. I mean, unless they trade Shimp or Spangenberg or Solarte, there's just, there's just so many guys there. He's, he's like fifth on the totem pole if you look at 
Schimp and yeah. Salarte and Spangenberg and God, there's so many guys with S's being their name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Cordoba kind of roving around and Darno. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why Darno is playing every day. I mean, he's been pretty good, but whatever. Yeah. Um, he's 30 years old, guys. Calm down. He's not. He's not some like answer. <laughs> yeah. um, people are treating him like he's the answer at short. We have found our shortstop. Um, yeah. But yeah, as for Aswahe, I think he'll be a good utility player, and and that yeah. that's fine. For for what they for what they got out of that trade, I mean, Logan Allen looks Les looked good. Margot's an everyday center fielder. Um, Guerra, I who knows, <laughs> but I yeah. think three out of four is not too bad on that trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's 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 serviceable, and he's just like he's just stuck. I mean, you got to figure that uh, Luis Urias is going to leapfrog him at at some point uh, soon, as far as priority for the Padres, and and that's another name who's above him in the totem pole. God, I can't wait to buy a Luis Urias Padres jersey. Yeah. It's too soon. That's, that's um, going to be good so, times. Uh, kind of a topic I already touched on, uh, but I want to talk a little bit about Padres minor league pitchers. Uh, when do you think they start promoting these guys? I mean, I, I heard probably, what, two or three weeks ago that they were going to start promoting Lauer and um, Lucchese, and you talked to Lauer yourself and heard otherwise, and, yeah. and Logan Allen's kind of just quietly dominating Fort Wayne still. And yeah. I think every day I write about him, every time he starts, I pretty much write about him for our Down on the Farm piece. And yeah. every time I write, I don't know why he's still in uh, Fort Wayne. Because a lot of people thought he would start in Lake Elsinore, but that rotation was so loaded that they had to send him down to Fort Wayne. And at this point, yeah. he's got nothing left to prove. And yeah. we've already had a couple pitchers move up to um, AAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Lloyd moved up to AAA after Lamette left. So at this point, there's, there's spots open in San Antonio. I mean, San Antonio is not really a, a good rotation outside of I guess you could say Michael Kelly, uh, De Los Santos. Those two are the main two guys to, to watch there. Uh, although Brett Kennedy's been pretty <laughs> solid too. But yeah, I think Lucchese and Lauer should move up. Uh, Allen's got to move up as well. He's got to have a, a place there. So I wanted your thoughts on, on when you see this kind of shaking out. Yeah, it, it's 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 a good problem to have, I guess, being uh, with a logjam. I mean, we didn't even mention the fact that uh, – uh, Austin Smith's kind of been bumped to the bullpen, if you will, with uh, Mason uh, Thompson and um, and uh, Reggie Lawson being uh, introduced into the Fort Wayne uh, rotation. So they're actually, he, I think they're actually piggybacking him at this point because his last start, yeah, he's got a he had a four inning appearance after uh-huh. I think it was was it Thompson or La- Lawson? I, I think it was after Lawson. He, yeah, he came Lawson in threw and, like four and a third, I think, and then Smith uh-huh. came in and threw four. I believe that was. I want to say Saturday. Yeah, I think that was Saturday where, where they had that little piggyback sort of start, which a couple of teams have, have used that in the minor leagues. I know the Astros have one that been mentioned. Um, Christopher Davinsky operated in that role, so that's kind of helped him transition into his long relief sort of role. So, yeah, it was Saturday. Lawson threw four, gave up two earned, and then Smith threw four and gave up one earned. So Smith looked good yeah. in that outing. I mean, yeah, yeah. probably one of his better appearances because he's been so – up and down and all over the place. Um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a good problem to have. I mean, we we talked about Lauer. Or you mentioned Lauer and uh, Logan Allen specifically. Uh, I've talked to both of them. They're both just kind of waiting for the promotion, if you will. They they understand uh, it's not up to them, and they're just going about the motions. Uh, I think Logan would have probably already been promoted, except for the fact that he's twenty years old and. Uh, people like uh, Lucchese and Lauer and Quantrill and, and Anderson Espinosa and, 
and players like that had had age on him. And Jacob Nix, you know, they were all older than him. Not necessarily they're better pitchers per se or more polished at this point, but they're older and they got a little more of a, a spot, if you will. You know, I think Logan Allen will be in Lake Elsinore at one point this year. You, you have to you have to kind of realize that. And um, San Antonio, it, it's it's a it's a tough place to pitch. Moving over to San Antonio and to El Paso, so I think the Padres want to really be comfortable in moving Lauer and Quantrill and Lucchese so that they don't have to move them back to Lake Elsinore later on in the year if something happens with their confidence or, or getting beat up a little bit. You know, They want to make sure that they keep that steady progression and you know, more power to them. And at this point, it, it's pretty amazing. I and mean, we haven't even seen Anderson Espinosa totally rubber yet, which is, I mean, imagine if he was out there. I mean, the progression in these pitchers has been phenomenal. I mean, Eric Yardley... Has, has pitched well. Uh, Jerry Keel jumped from Fort Wayne up to San Antonio and has maintained a, a sub uh, one ERA in his first two starts. I mean, there's God, some I exciting. For, I forgot things. about him. I was talking about San Antonio pitchers and I forgot about him. My yeah, apologies. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean he. I mean, just because Lake Elson are so swamped with starting pitchers, he jumped from Fort Wayne to San Antonio and, and has been effective in his first couple starts. So it's it's fun to see that. I mean, yeah, there's been some players who haven't exactly progressed or haven't exactly gotten better, but that's just bound to happen. It's more important to look at the, the whole the whole picture and, and see that the Padres in general have progressed in, in their minor league system. I mean, it's exciting. Yeah, there's so many guys that it's just, it's so many guys worth watching and there's so much talent it's like overflowing and it's like when are these guys going to get promoted well there's guys that in the way over there so yeah, they can't get yeah. promoted until those guys get promoted and yeah, and I think yeah. it's it's good news that we had Adrian Morahone uh a- appeared in a, in an extended spring training game so hopefully mm-hmm. he's on on the uh on the up and up and maybe he can end up in Fort Wayne as well although they might start him in Tri-City given his injury problems but we'll we'll see on that I, i've heard he's very advanced for uh his age and, and being an international player mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it's good to see all these guys kind of fitting in and, and working it out and becoming uh professional ball players yeah no it's it's exciting and it, we talked about the fact that uh, you know sometimes you have to make room for these young players to to make it to the major leagues and there's certain players on the Padres uh, right now who are just kind of on the cusp of, of roster space, if you will. And one of those is Corey Spangenberg. Uh, give me some thoughts on Corey Spangenberg and his future right now. And I know it's, it's he's former number one pick um, injuries kind of derailed him the last year and a half. He was given a shot every day for a couple weeks and left. Um, you know, he's another victim of the, of the glutton, uh, the Padres have at second base and, and third base, but what are your thoughts on Spangenberg uh, for his future in uh, in Padres uniform? Let me just start by saying another great transition, James. I think you're you're really <laughs> you've been really working on it. I can tell. <laughs> Announcing school's paying off. Yeah, yeah I mean, man, it really you've been, is. You've been working hard, and I think it's paying <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> as for Corey Spangenberg, I don't know what it is, but i have almost gotten to the point where I'm. I, I don't want to say sick of him, but. I don't know. He just hasn't been very good. Hey, hey, you, you got to be careful what you say. That's my daughter's favorite player now. You can't, you can't oh. be too. <laughs> oh, tell her I said sorry, but uh, <laughs> don't want to listen to this. Uh, he, he's got a 53 WRC plus, which uh, not very good. No. His defense in left field is so-so. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's fast. I mean, his base running is great. I, I, his base running has already surpassed what he did 
in any other season, pretty much. I mean, in, in mm-hmm. a small sample size, at least you extrapolate over the course of a season. But I don't know if he's going to be a guy that can hit enough. I mean, he's kind of just there. And Yeah, he, he just hasn't made the adjustments. I mean, I attempted to write a little bit of an analytical piece a couple of weeks ago on him and found out that he is just not recognizing or hitting the slider at all. I and mean, with with two strikes especially, he is prone to just swinging over the top of the ball and putting it in in play on the ground and, and not necessarily uh, getting the launch angle that, that you need to, to, clear the out, to clear the infield and get the basics that are required. I mean, I, I know he's a speedy guy and you want the tall tail, the... the what they usually say is a, a speedy guy needs to hit the ball on the ground, right? But, at, at, you know, the game is ever-changing at this point, and, and you, we need to examine launch angles and stuff like that. And he needs to put the ball in the air a little more and needs to let good things happen. And, and at this point, you got to recognize your faults and adjust to them, and, and hopefully he's working on that. I, I, I noticed that he's been out of the lineup a lot in the last couple of weeks, so I'm thinking that the Padres are really heavily working on working with him on pitch recognition and and stuff like that because at this point this 2017 season is probably his best chance to really establish himself in the major leagues i mean two rookies cordoba and and uh, cordera have just so obviously outplayed him that yeah at this point yeah he's not in the lineup because these guys are just performing better than him and i mean mm-hmm. same could be said with salarte and shimp they're just playing better and at this point what are you going to do? I mean, you're not going to force him in the lineup and I really hope he's working on things and maybe mm-hmm. he should go back down to El Paso. I think that might be good for him at the end of the beginning of the year. We were all like, why is he in El Paso? And then he ended yeah, up back here. Yeah. And now, now we're in the same boat. He's not playing. He's just sitting there. So yeah, he should be back in El Paso. Maybe he can learn to play left field a little better. Maybe he can play some other positions. I don't know, but I think status quo is not working out and I think a change to be made. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. As for what we were just talking about, we talked a little bit about the outfield. I, I want to know your thoughts on what do you think the plan is here once Margot comes back, once Jankowski comes back, once Dickerson comes back. Wow. Realistically, all three of these guys could be back uh, before July 1st, um, although Jankowski might be a little pushing it at that point. But yeah. yeah, all three guys could be back. Margot's already out of the walking boot. Um, he's doing his running drills, so he could be back in the next uh, few weeks. So where does that leave the Potters? I mean, Renfro's in right. We got Cordero been playing center almost every day. Mm-hmm. Cordoba's pretty much been playing left every day, and and there's not enough spots for all these guys. And Cordoba's gonna have to move to the infield, and I don't know what you're yeah. gonna do with Cordero. He's been playing well. Um, are Dickerson and Jankowski gonna end up in the minors? I mean, what do you think? How do you think this plays out? I mean, obviously it's a good thing to have a surplus of talent. Like, like we talked about at second base, it seems like the Potters just have second basemen and outfielders. But where do you think they go with all this? Yeah, no, it, it's definitely a tough call. Uh, you mentioned Cordoba, uh, Cordoba at uh, in the infield. Uh, I think the Padres are eventually going to have to give him a shot at shortstop to see what he has. They've been hesitant uh, on doing so, but at this point, you kind of want to see what you have there going forward. Um, yeah, obviously the man can hit. He recognizes pitches. He's able to to fight off pitches. He's able to make the progression with the bat. But it still remains to be seen where he where his future is defensively. So I, I expect them to give him a couple shots, uh, a little more playing time at short. Um, when Margot comes back, he's obviously going to be the center fielder. That's the future of the team. That's what you, that's who you want in at that position. Uh, I see, uh, I see Cordero sticking around for a little bit. 
uh, unless he starts to really fall on his face. I mean, he's he's striking out a half of his time at, at bat right now. Um, you want to see if this luck that he's having is, is, is just that, if it's luck, or if he's really going to be able to to continue to hit in the major league level. I mean, the man has consistently hit left-handed pitchers well in the minor leagues for being a left-handed batter, and that in itself is, is value. So I'm not too concerned about him for the future, but I think – you want him to play every day, so if it gets to a point where he's not able to play three or four days out of every five or six, then you want him in El Paso and you want him playing every day. Uh, Dickerson, I, yeah, I really don't know. I, I, I'd have to imagine that A.J. Preller is actively working the phones, and there's a lot of trade talk going around, not necessarily surrounding Eric, uh, Alex Dickerson, but other players on the team. you, you got to figure that roster space is limited, and there's going to have to be some moves. Players are going to have to either be DFA'd or there's going to have to be some trades that are going to have to be made. Yeah, there's just too many guys to fill down the positions. And I'm honestly getting frustrated at this point that, that Alan Cordoba is not playing short more often. I, I don't know if they it, – it seems like from what I've heard, they almost don't view him as a shortstop long term. It seems like Andy Green is already kind of playing him up in this utility role. And I don't see any reason why Chase Darneau should be starting over Alan Cordoba at shortstop. If you want the guy to learn and to, to excel – I think you gotta just throw him out there, and it, I'd rather take him making four errors a game than watching Chase Darno play. I mean, I know Darno's been yeah. good, and nothing against him, but when you gotta think about the future of a team, is the future of a team some thirty-year-old that you picked up off waivers because he wasn't good, or yeah. a, a twenty, what, twenty-one, twenty-two-year-old kid who's obviously proven all the doubters wrong, and he's having a, a heck of a season for a guy who didn't play above um, a ball last season, or, or I guess in any season in his professional career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it'll be interesting to see what they do with with Cordova moving forward. But I, I would uh, I would speculate that you're going to have to see some time at shortstop. I mean, you, you're going to want to see what he has at the position. I mean, he came in with the uh, the ability to play the position in the minor leagues. Uh, I don't know why they're so hesitant at at this point in the majors. I mean, I, I don't know what they're seeing. Obviously, they know more than we do, but. You know he's going to have to be out there at some point. You would have to think because that, that that is a position that the team desperately needs. I mean, Chase Darno is not is not the answer long term. I mean, he's done well and, and God bless him, but he's not the answer long term. Yeah, I agree. It's something that's got, they got to let play out for sure. Um, okay, folks. Well, you know, thank you so much for for joining us on episode forty. Uh, I'd like to make an announcement that uh, we've taken on a sponsor, uh, Original Grain Watches, uh, which is a local company out of San Diego. Uh, wonderful company. Uh, give them a, a follow on, on Twitter at Original Grain or check out their watches at OriginalGrain.com. Uh, they produce some authentic uh, reclaimed wood barrel type watches and stainless steel type watches. I mean, they're, they're wonderful. Uh, they just did a, um, a piece for uh, Wrigley field where they produced uh, 2016 uh, pieces commemorating uh, the world championship for the Cubs uh, with a piece of, um, of Wrigley field seat in there, which is, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful product. And um, well, you'll be hearing more about original grain from us. I, I just wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out and, uh, Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Patrick. If you want to head us out, um, I think we're good to go. Yes, yeah, so the podcast hosted on Podbean. Um, we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, really wherever you find your podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I would be great, greatly appreciated if you gave us a uh, review on Apple Podcasts. Um, that definitely helps us out. Um, I'm on Twitter, Patrick Brewer 93 James is EVT underscore news. 
um, EVT underscore J Clark. Our podcast has Twitter as well. We are at EVT Podcast. Uh, so yeah, give us a follow on all those all those uh, mediums. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the show. Anything we can improve. Anything you want to see added to the show. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much for the listen. Uh, we will be back later on this week uh, with a special guest. Uh, look for that. Uh, thank you so much. East Village Times Podcast. EBT signing out. EBT is out here broadcasting. EBT is out here podcasting. Question and answer, James and Patrick, ask them. Question and answer, James and Patrick, ask them. Padres EBT Podcast. Padres EBT Podcast.